Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. We're really glad that you've chosen to listen to this episode and many others. Thank you to you for that. Uh, We also love it if you leave a rating and review. That helps us get better. It helps us know what you think of the podcast. We do this for you, the student ministry leader. So tell us what you think through the rating system. And, uh, you know, we make changes based on what people say. So thanks for doing that. Also, it helps other people find the podcast as they search for student ministry related content. Uh, I'm your host, Ben Trueblood. Always faithfully here in the studio alongside producer Nathan. All right. What's up? How's it going? Glad to have you here, buddy, as always. And today we are super excited uh, because we have the one, the only Matt Swifty Perry with us. Matt, thanks for joining. Of course. Thanks for having me. Pumped to be here. Well, we'll get into the episode here in just a minute, but let me uh, introduce Matt to you, the listener. Uh, Matt's the high school pastor at Cornerstone Church in Chandler, Arizona. He's a speaker, leadership coach, and the CEO of Leader Swift, a leadership organization. He's also the host of the Leader Swift podcast. So if you're looking for leadership podcasts, that's a great one. So take that note. Amazing guests on that show. So uh, head over there. Uh, He's married to his wife, Brianna, and... They have a puppy. You got to tell us what kind. Yeah, it's a it's a Shih Tzu mixed with a Perkinese. She's about a year and a half old, um, and so we don't have kids. So that is our kid. You'll watch me walking around the neighborhood, uh, pushing her in a stroller when it's too hot to walk, <laughs> um, because my wife makes me do that. Um, and I so, love it. Uh, we treat her like a kid. She's got a little underbite, um, but yeah, that's our puppy. Okay, so uh, cross between a Shih Tzu and a, a Perkinese. Uh, okay, yeah, and I don't have, know that I've ever seen. I don't know that I've ever seen this. I'm gonna have say to. It looks like a, a tiny, tiny version from uh, I forgot that one '90s movie, Imagination, the story, never ending story. Yes. Okay. Kind of so, like that uh, a white, fluffy animal, like the dragon thing. Yes. Yeah, that's what people okay. say. Um, but yeah, she is, she is fun and yeah, living life as a dog dad. I love it. You know, uh, never ending story producer, Nathan, have you seen this movie? I have not. Okay. It's, it is a deep cut old, like old movie. Uh, and it was the, it's the first movie I can remember as a kid having like a little crush on one of the characters. If you, like you can re- remember back to those moments when you're little and you're like, oh man, with well, the princess in never ending story was like the first movie star that I can remember being like, oh man, this, <laughs> this princess is pretty. Anyway, confessions today. Um, topic of our episode uh, is focused on events today. Uh, do events really matter is kind of the question that we're going to be asking, but the reason why, man, Matt is a perfect guest for this show. And I'm so thankful, Matt, that you said yes to come on and talk to us about this. Um, Matt has been a part of Fuge Camps in the past. And so connected to events through that work, uh, connected to organizing, planning, leading events, both on the leadership side and the student ministry side as a student pastor. He's at a church that frequently does big events. And what stands out to me, Matt, all the time, whenever I've seen you leading and uh, talk to you about certain events, and we've partnered on some events uh, there in Arizona over the last year, man, you do events not just to have activity and not just to do stuff, 
there's always a strategic purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what the key to doing a quality event is, is like, hey, let's, if we're going to do something, we're going to spend resources, resources being time, energy, all of those things, then let's have it meet a strategic purpose. And so, man, I'm excited to talk to you about this. I've seen that in your leadership and in you. And so let's start off with like, just the, the broad question of what makes a good event? Oh man. And that's such a loaded question, right? Because <laughs> yeah. with events, which I wish they taught you more in Bible college is how to throw a good event and brought in some yeah. like wedding planners in to teach that. Um, but when that's I- That's such a great idea, by the way. It is. It really is. And when, when I go back and I look at, okay, what makes a successful event? Well, I'll preface this. This weekend, we have an event on our campus called Harvest Fest. And we didn't do it last year because of COVID. But the year before that, we had 13,000 people from the community on wow. our campus. Um, so when it's you amazing. Back and you look at this event, I mean, we spend, uh, I don't know, I'll just say this, $30,000, $40,000 for carnival rides and all these things at our church campus. Uh, I always, when I, when I plan an event, I, I think of the word ROI, return on investment. The money, the resources, the time we're putting in, what do we want our return to be? Um, yeah. So I think what makes a good event is it's planning it first. This is the, the resources we're going to put into it. This is the purpose for it. I mean, what you said was perfect. There has to be a goal. You have to know that goal. And when you start to put your team together for this event, we lead with the why right? Simon Sinek wrote that book, Start With Why. We lead with the why. When I'm talking to all of our leaders and students about this event, I'm always pushing the why and casting vision. When you cast the vision for the event, wow, the excitement and the energy and the people are just going to, it's going to come together. Um, yeah. You have to create a good plan. This is uh, what we want to see from it. Um, for student ministry, what I think is important is having your an event on a night where you have church um because and i link an event with the church service halloween mm. we're doing an after party we're going to have our service first then we're going to do our after party so we're getting unbelievers we're getting our friends that we've invited to church and they come for an event but we pray and we preach jesus uh that their life will be changed forever um and so mm. what makes uh it's the planning, it's the casting vision, it's working really, really hard in follow-up. Most people don't yeah. understand that, hey, after we have this event, it is not over. There's marketing for the event, and then there is, I call it marketing after the event, our follow-up. Um, yeah. And both stages of marketing are so, so important. So let's, uh, I want to dive into a couple of the things that you mentioned specifically. Yeah, sorry, so that was a lot. Uh, that was a lot. No, that was great, man. So one of the things that I would mention to you as you listen to this, so Matt's in, uh, a, a, maybe in a different context than some of you that are listening. Um, so there are others of you that you, you look in a multi-campus type situation, large church and large budget. And you're like, okay, that makes sense to me. And others of you might be listening to that. And you're like, man, I can't do that on this event. Well, remember, think about it in terms of your own context. So big event to you, budget investment to you, people yeah. and time investment to you. So contextualize that and the principles work exactly the same way. Planning, casting vision, thinking about what you want the return to be 
on the investment that you're making. So just that note on contextualization for you as you listen. Matt, I would love for you to dive in a little bit to the vision side of things. Like let's use, uh, you mentioned the Harvest Fest. Yep. So that's an event that's coming up this very weekend. Walk us through how you're talking about the vision of that like give us the why that you're giving to your people that are going to be volunteering, that you're giving to your students that are going to be inviting friends or involved. That way people can kind of get like a real life example of what that looks like. Yeah. And this is church wide. So uh, we actually have a gotcha. person who's overseeing this. Um, I know 13,000 students would be amazing to have, but uh, we're reaching the community. And part of the reason why is, uh, we're a very event driven church because we know that event will help people come to church for the first time. Hmm. Now there's not a service. Um, and we have a whole process for after event to get them back for a service, but yeah. we're like, we can show them that they can get onto a church campus and they're not going to burn up. Right. They're not going <laughs> right. to, they're not going to think this is really scary, but they're familiar. They know where to park. They know, to where to go. They know where the bathroom is. All of yeah. these fears as we're talking evangelism and reaching people who don't know Jesus, um, we're like, cool, let's get them on our church campus. We yeah. actually, uh, this will help us have a skeleton of where we'll go for the rest of the conversation. We have a pyramid at our church. In the very bottom layer of the pyramid is come see. We want to mm. do an event um, where it is all about people coming to see the church. They're getting there. They're invested. They're like, cool. I went to this free carnival with rides and games and food trucks and all this. But I, from our end, they came and saw. And then it's our job to move them to the next level of the pyramid, which is come here, where hmm. it's almost an event style at our church, but we the gospel is preached. So now they went from, uh, I just went to that church to an amazing carnival, but now I'm going to come back and we, we do some different things like uh, the Sunday after Harvest Fest, every new person who came to our church that Sunday is entered in to win a San Diego giveaway where we fly them and their family out to San Diego, put them up nice. in a hotel and they get two days and we're doing that for 20 guests in their families. Okay. And so for us, we're going to put not just resources into the event, but for the follow-up, for the come back to church. And when they come back and every kid who comes back that Sunday, we rented out main event, which is like bowling, laser tag, arcade for mm -hmm. them. And so every kid gets to go for free. And so for us, we're like, hey, come back, but we're very intentional. That Sunday, the gospel is shared. Um, and follow up is, and so everything comes down to moving them from a come to our campus for this event. And then we're going to do our best to move you to an actual service where Jesus is preached. Um, mm. And they know, oh man, now I've been to that church twice in two yeah. days. I feel like I've met some people, I'm engaged. Uh, and so for us, that's a big part of it. Yeah. So where do you go? I'd love to hear the rest of the pyramid. So like you, it's come and see, and then the come here. And come that's here. like the getting them back for preaching the gospel a little bit further step into the life of the church. What, uh, what do you guys do the rest of the way up? Yeah. So come here is like, we're so for high school specifically, we'll do another yeah. big event, but for five to 10 minutes, I'm going to preach and just give it a chance for students to uh, know Jesus and give their life to him. 
Okay. Then next, and this is churchwide, the third layer is come learn. And that mm. is every Sunday. That's our Sunday service is to come and just to learn about Jesus. Um, okay. Sundays are for learning. So it's come see, come hear, come learn. Then that next step is come grow. Um, and we know that's going to be a smaller than just our Sunday night big service, which is still evangelistic. Uh, but this is actually a for high school, a verse by verse Bible study we do every Tuesday night in someone's home. Um, and they're right now doing a year through the life of Jesus, verse by verse, looking at all the different Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, um, and how they that's correlate. Right. Uh, but for our church wide, we do a thing called the mine, uh, where that's an in-depth verse by verse Bible study on Tuesday nights for adults. Um, and so we have like our big Sunday gathering, but we have that next layer of discipleship. Um, and small groups are attached to that as well. And then from okay. come grow, uh, it's come minister or come serve. And that's to get people plugged into serving. Uh, and, and then our final layer is come lead. And that's for me, like our student influencers, our student leadership for our mm -hmm. church, that's leadership. Uh, and then you're intentionally walking people through that pyramid too. Um, from a seeker who came to this big event called Harvest Fest all the way to being a leader in the church. And it's really a skeleton for us. If it doesn't fit in the pyramid, we're probably not doing it. Yeah, man, that's such a helpful, intentional process of thinking about how to introduce people to the church. And I'm sure there are situations that happen where somebody does the come and see pyramid and you turn around and they've jumped all the way to the come grow and they're like, get me in a small group. But yeah. I, I'm sure there are situations like that that happen. But that process of moving them through really shows like the top four layers really show the importance of that beginning layer of, Hey, we got, we've got to introduce ourselves to people before this other stuff ever even happens. And that's, man, the last thing you said, I think is so key too, and so important. And that's, Hey, if it doesn't fit the pyramid, we're probably not doing it. Uh, which leads us to like the second thing I kind of wanted to dive into. And that's how do you make sure that an event fits into the overall uh, vision and mission of the student ministry? So your whole church student ministry is aligned with the whole church. You've got the pyramid. You just walked us through when you guys have ideas about things to do. Is it a situation where the pyramids right there in your minds. And it's like, this is a filter for us. And if it is, then walk us through kind of what that would look like. Yeah. And we actually, right outside of my office in our youth, uh, office lobby, we have the pyramid sitting there with different color sticky notes from our five, six department, junior high, high school and college. So we know whatever event we have, where does it fit? Um, and Love so it. as I'm planning out, as we planned out 2022 and our events, I put next to it, this is a come see event. This is a come here event. Um, this is a come grow event. And then there's events where you're like, I don't know where to put it. Camp is is all of those, right? I would right, put it more, right. majority of it, you're having Christian kids come to grow in their faith. So I put it mm -hmm. as a grow, but it can also be evangelistic to the kid bringing their friend that we sure. scholarshiped. Um, and so for us, we find a place for it. But for us, yeah, it's a filter. You can't do everything. in. Uh, I think when you're young in ministry, I, I know when I, I first started out, you think that you could be the church that does everything well. Yeah. 
Um, and it's just, it's not reality. There's things that your church can do very, very well. There's things that the church who loves Jesus down the street can do really, really well. And if a student's looking for that, I'm going to send them there because I know they preach Jesus and they have friends there and that's totally okay. Um, and so for us, it's, we know, we know our lane, we we're going to grow to, and we're going to constantly evolve and do things better. But we also know where all of our events fit and it fits in that pyramid. And that comes really important as I'm planning a come see and a come here that are a month away from each other. We want to do the come see first, then the come yeah. here. And that helps us to walk them through, uh, kind of the discipleship process. Yeah. How have you seen students in the ministry embrace the pyramid? Or is it kind of like a thing that you have internal language that students don't really know, like, oh, like I'm helping somebody do the come see? Yeah. What does that look like? Most of it's internal. Um, okay. But I, I teach like all of our adult leaders know it. I teach all yeah. of our student leaders, our student influencers, they know it uh, okay. because it's important. And I'm like, our job is to walk your friends through this process um, where they came to win a free PlayStation 5 or they came to win AirPods or whatever, but they stayed because they met Jesus and they found community. And now they're student influencers. I, there's this uh, There's this girl who came just because her boyfriend invited her to an event. Um, and six months later, she's one of our student influencers, and she just preached uh, for us a couple weeks ago. And she came mm -hmm. as a non-believer to an event by her boyfriend, came to know Jesus, baptized her. She went to camp even when her boyfriend didn't, met friends, grew. And, and six months later, she's sharing on the stage about Jesus and inviting other students to know him. And that's just yeah. a beautiful aspect of it. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. So in terms of the language and like, this is the process that we're on, that's more of, hey, leadership, this yep. is where we're going so that you are aware of that. Yeah. Um, what do you do in that conversation? Uh, let's talk about the Halloween event that you mentioned, which yeah. Halloween on a Sunday night this year, it's like, if you do your student stuff on a Sunday <laughs> night, it's like ready made for you to do something like this. Yeah. Uh, we've done, uh, they're going to be, man, they're going to be a lot of people listening to this that have differing views on Halloween. I'm one of those people that says, get out there and do something like, let's not shun a holiday quote holiday because this is like the communities are out, right? Like this yeah. is a night where communities and people are out. The church should be out there too. And so you're, you're doing that. So walk us through, um, what you do to prep your volunteers for an event like that. And again, as you listen to this podcast, beautiful podcast, people think about it in your own context, contextualize for you and how you can take the principles of I've got this event coming up that I want to do this. I want to accomplish this. Here is how to prepare your volunteer army to be able to help accomplish those things. Cause Matt, like there's no way just you could go out and execute the event. And that's true for every student pastor out there. So what are you doing to prepare your volunteers to be ready for the moment so that you guys accomplish the mission. Yeah. And this is a multi quest. I'll, I'll give you a couple different answers. <clears throat> I have actually leaned further away from adult volunteers as I, and I lean more on our student influencers, our student leaders. Okay. Um, and yeah, I did talk that about that. I'd love to that, hear about I that. I did that intentionally. I came from a culture that was a hundred percent adult volunteer focused. 
Um, and there's nothing wrong with that. So many students, but for me, I was like, why should I wait until the adults to build up really good leaders? Um, no, it's weird if a 35 year old's walking on a high school campus trying to get kids to come (laughs) to church. It's normal for a 17 year old on campus to invite people to church. Yeah. I, there was a lot more, I guess, buy-in when I'm like, this is your guys' service. You guys are the leaders and I'm going to call you to be a leader and I'm going to set that expectation up for you younger rather than later. I think oftentimes I hate the, when we say the church is the future, when we're talking to high schoolers, I'm like, no, you are the now you are the church. That's right. You can go be a part of the worship team on Sunday. You can go run the cameras. You can be on the greeting team in main service. Like you are to serve God now, not when you graduate. And so I, I set the bar high for our student influencers and I build them up. Um, and say, Hey, like, I'm going to allow you to preach on stage. Maybe even before you're ready, you're going to put, if you put in the time and work to prep and, and we know where your heart is and how you're living your life is honoring God. Um, and so for me, when it comes to events, I put more on our students than our adult volunteers and our adult volunteers are amazing. Um, but I, they pretty much serve as small group leaders. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and they're really pastoring students that I, I don't get to pastor because when right. the ministry gets to a certain size, I just, I can't, um, and, and our other pastors on staff can't, but yeah. our adult volunteers, we can train them up to pastor and counsel students in a small group setting. Now they'll help with some other things, but the, when we run events, I want our student leaders really helping run that. And when I say I set the bar high, our student leaders are in our office every single week, helping us with work around the office, sending out birthday cards to students, helping create things. They're in our meetings when we're planning events and we're Mm. talking about our calendar for next year. Students are planning events. They are giving us sermon series because it's their ministry. And so when I gave them more, they took it on. Um, and so for me, when it comes to events, I lean more on our students than I do our adult volunteers. Man, I love that. How long have you, uh, how long have you been doing that specifically? And like, when did you make the, the transition to doing more student influencer, by the way, just as a pause in the middle, uh, I love that you call them student influencers. I think that's an intentional language usage rather than just like leadership team or whatever. And I, I really like that. So how long have you been doing that leaning on students more uh, for the kinds of things that you mentioned? Yeah, I I really think the last year changed that during COVID. um, I was just sitting there and I really, it was just one of those God moments where uh, during COVID, a lot of our adult volunteers left especially a lot of our young ones who were college students, they started up their own ministry, which was was totally cool. Go do that. Uh, We'll send you out. Um, But we, like most people were hurting for volunteers. COVID gave an easy exit um, for a lot of people. And so Mm -hmm. for me, I was just praying. I was like, God, give us more volunteers. And he's like, Matt, you already have them. Wow. They're the students you have already. Um, And I really believe, uh, that's my job is to equip the saints for the work of the church. Um, that's right. And if God has called me to pastor high school students in this season, he's called me to equip them for now. 
um, not to be great volunteers in the future. And I just think it's sustainable if they stay at a local college. They've been in this high school ministry. They've been serving as student influencers. Now they can come back as adult leaders. And I can lean on them a little bit more because they were students and graduated and um, or they go off to other areas of the church and help impact or another church and help impact it. But yeah. I just think for my job to equip the saints that I have been called to pastor, the best way to steward that is to spend more time with our student influencers. And I still meet with our adult volunteers and pour into them as pastors of small groups for them. Yeah. Um, but for me, that switch hit about a year ago. Man, that's one of those things that's like, you look back on it and it's like, oh, Man, I don't know that we would want to have the COVID situation again, but that's one of those things that's like, man, without that, I don't know that 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 would that God would have used that moment to tell you like, hey, you already have all these people. Yeah. Man, that is a that's a really really cool thing. Uh listeners to the podcast, uh you know, we talk about the leadership potential and the church of now and all of those things on the podcast. Uh, from time to time. And uh, this is a great example of turning ministry over and saying, Hey, like, I don't, I'm not going to be the one in the spotlight all the time. Great leaders don't always have to be in front. Uh, that's a Matthew McConaughey quote, <laughs> but, <laughs> but uh, I think it's so true. Great leaders don't always have to be in front. They're producing other leaders to step up and do that. And Matt, I think it's awesome that you guys are reproducing leaders, influencers in that way. Um, so when an event happens, let's use Halloween as, as the example, you're going to do your service. You're going to do the after party. What kinds of things are your student influencers going to be doing throughout that night? Give like, give the listeners some logistics stuff of these are the kinds of roles that the student influencers are, are taking on. Well, let me just preface it by saying our, our after party would be way better if it was not quarter four um, in a year that most budgets got cut. Um, <laughs> That's, yes. It would be way better if October was in January, Halloween hit January, and you get a fresh budget. Uh, we're going to make do with <laughs> what we have. And one thing I learned is when our budget is, uh, is lower than expected, I can call some adult volunteers now and be like, Hey, do you want to donate a little bit, uh, of prizes and pizza gift cards? Cause we provide yeah. food every Sunday night for our students, every Sunday night, free pizza. Um, but the That's different great. roles, uh, and I, I like to treat every Sunday night as an event. That's how yeah. I, I tell our team, like we have 50, about 50 when you take off Easter and Christmas, uh, about 50 Sunday nights out of the year um, where we do a service. Every one of those is, is an event. And our when we run an event, you want to make sure that excellence is high, right? Yeah. Because events, they can just go to the, the scary thing in your city that has a great event where the excellence is high. 
Um, I want our excellence to be like the Travis Scott concert our students just went to or the Phoenix Suns game. I, I want our excellence to be amazing as we mm. run an event. So for Halloween, some of the roles that we have, and this is every Sunday night we have these these roles, we have students checking in students. Um, I, I think especially for an event, you want to make sure you have a really good check-in process because you can't have a great follow-up process if you don't have a good check-in process. That's right. We want to make sure every student, we lock every door except for the one entryway to get in. Because if you go to a concert, you can't go through multiple entry points. Yeah. Uh, you have to scan and you go in through the one point. You're only going to get in one way. So we make sure every student gets checked in um, and so we can make sure we have accurate data. So we have people checking them in. We have a we have a new student table where you go in, you fill out a new student card, you exchange that for a five dollar Dutch Bros gift card. It's a coffee shop out here. Um, that's your first time. A second time guest uh, will get a T shirt when they come mm. back for the second time. Again, all of that data that we collect helps us to bring back students and just give them a little something for coming back. That's great. And all those stations are run by your influencers. All your ran influence. by influencers. All ran Do by you involve uh, those that group in follow-up too? So like the back end of the event, reaching out to people that came as visitors are your student influencers and engaging in that as well. Yeah. So they will, we have one specific student influencer that when she graduates, I want to hire and she plugs everything into our database from those cards. Um, and then she'll give them to me and I'll send them a personal text from my phone. Uh, just okay. because it, there's something cool about, oh man, the pastor Absolutely. who spoke on stage texted me his personal yeah. phone number. Um, and so that will come straight from me and I'll text them. Um, but yeah, so for us, everything, and then we have students handing out pizza. We have students. Uh, I literally have a student uh, influencer who loves to play Uno. So I was like, your job is to make sure any student who is by themselves is invited to play Uno with you. And that is Love your that. student influencer job because we can't say welcome home and this is a place for everybody if we let students just be by themselves and feel alone. And so yeah. our student influencers main job, more important than any station that they are a part of, is making sure that no students by themselves. Um, that's that's a culture thing. That's the culture so good. that I preach to them and teach them. Um, and when I have a parent say, hey, my kid felt like they were by themselves, that's on me. And that's on them. And I tell them, hey, a student's uh, parent reached out to me, said that they didn't have anybody talk to them when they were here. That's on everybody in this room because our mm -hmm. job, more important than checking somebody in, is making sure no students by themselves. And so at this event, that's we're going to literally, we have students every week, okay, check in, pizza, uh, make sure no student is by themselves. Um, and then when we actually do the after party event, we'll have more like just dessert foods and we're going to do a costume contest. But it's what can we do to make sure connection is happening? And again, yeah. it'd be a much bigger party if it was not quarter four of this year. But it is, <laughs> and we're going to do our best to throw a party. You could just turn on a Spotify playlist and have a dance party and just have some desserts and just That's have a right. good time. But again, it's to make sure everybody feels connected to somebody. Hey man, that is, uh, that is the common thing I think in student ministry right now is limping into the end of the year with the budget for sure, especially this year. Well, Matt, I want to end, uh, you, you've been so gracious to give us your time today and, uh, man, incredible insight. I, I want to ask you kind of like one big question. Yeah. And that is, uh, 
say you have a group of student pastors sitting in a room with you and they want to do a big event. They want to stretch uh, themselves to do something they've never done before. And not particularly like from a budget reason, but like from an administrative, like we haven't tried to do an event like this before. It's going to require more people. It's going to require more time. It's going to require more strategic thinking. What would you tell them to get them started? Like, hey, to do that, here are the first things you need to do. Yeah. Uh, I think first things you need to do is just, is um, put it all on paper first. Make mm-hmm. sure you you just write it down. On, oh, cool. I'm going to need 100 volunteers for this event. Well, I, now at least I have a plan. I know what I need. Um, yeah. Everything's written out. Now I can go build that team. I can give them clear roles. That's the biggest thing, right? Is don't just ask somebody to do something. Give them clear roles. This is what I want you to do. Um, Pastor Stephen Furtick said this thing years ago where he said, hey, if we have a hot dog Sunday and I say you're in charge of hot dogs, you, um, I want to train you up to know that means buying the plates, napkins, mustard, ketchup. I don't need to tell you to get all these things. I want to build a culture where they know hot dog Sunday, I got to get every." thing, all the condiments, everything we need to have that. I want to make sure that I clearly communicate to everybody, hey, you are in charge of this specific area. I'm going to give you freedom because people don't like to be put in a box. Um, I'm going to give you the freedom. This is the vision. You know what you need to do, but I'm going to give you the freedom to make that area amazing. I think there's so much value in that when a leader is like, oh, I get to be over this. I know what the vision is. I know what I'm supposed to do, but I get to be in charge. So build your team, give them clear roles and make it amazing. You want this to be the party that is talked about throughout every high school and middle school campus. This is the party that you have to be at by whatever church is throwing it. Um, And then, yeah, make sure you have a good, uh, make sure everybody knows about it, but you also have a great follow-up process and evaluate with your team. What can we do better next time? What went well? What didn't? Make sure you save that. Oftentimes we just evaluate on the whiteboard and erase it. No, make sure you mm-hmm. log that into a Google Doc that next time you throw an event, you see your your critiques. Um, and Let's also, go. I'm going to give my phone number out real quick. 951-880-3144. Give me a call. Give me a text. I'll help in whatever you need um, to make sure that uh, your event is amazing. Um, but really, yeah, I think events are so important in student ministry to reach students for Jesus and to disciple them. Matt, I appreciate it so much. Why don't you give uh, social media uh, handles too? that way, if people want to reach out that way, they can get in touch with you and see what uh, I'm sure you'll be posting stuff about what happens Halloween night and all that. Yeah. So we, we'd love to see it. Yeah. At Matt. M-A-T-T, Swifty, S-W-I-F-T-Y, Perry, P-E-R-R-Y. And that's just on every every social media um, because I think even having a social media and showing highlights of what happens at service and at events is so, so important. That's the best marketing you can have. Absolutely. Well, Matt, thank you for taking the time to join us. And uh, we'll be right back after this short message. Don't go anywhere. Hey, I want to tell you about parent partner. You know, one of the things we talk about in student ministry all the time is how to partner with parents well. And here at Lifeway, we have a resource that's going to help you do this. It is a monthly subscription for customizable parent discipleship resources. Uh, This comes to you 
once a month and it is broken down into a theme and every week there are new things for parents to do it's customizable from you to them so you can put your logo on it it comes from you you are the hero when you send out this resource so it gives your parents prayers to pray over their kids. It gives them devotional material to read for themselves. And it sets the parent up in a simple, accessible way to begin discipleship in the home. Parent Partner can be found at lifeway.com slash parent partner. And it is the resource that's going to help you partner better with your parents. Lifeway.com slash parent partner. Nathan, we are back uh, with our roundup today. Um, yes. Man, I there's a lot in that one. There was a lot uh, in that what, one. I know it. That was good stuff. What'd you take away from Swifty today? Two of the really big things for me in that was, and and knowing Matt, having we're hearing him speak about events and stuff, just knowing his heart, but how how well he uses events to to still proclaim Christ and to get the gospel out there to students, how they use that as a as a roadmap to get them to continue to come to church. They're not just out there throwing an event for event's sake. They've got a very structured that everybody knows the goal. Like this is how we're trying to move people forward. But then the the thing that really I think stuck out to me was just how much he uses those student influencers. I was just thinking about, man, that is huge when it comes to like he really is letting students own the ministry. And I think even more so than a lot of people who use students as in some of those what we would consider volunteer roles. But, man, like he has students in the office, like after school, like doing office work. Right. And it's helping plan events in those contexts. It's helping make sure students are connected with it's, you know, some of those things, which I think are great, because I think back to. A lot of times in student ministry when I was doing it and I had some of those students come by and help with that kind of stuff. Those were great discipleship moments for those student leaders as well. And that just made, yeah. I think, huge impacts. Um, and it really does let students actually own the ministry. I love the line that he said, which was like, man, when I gave them this freedom to kind of own the ministry, they really took it on. And it's yeah. really been excelling. Like they've been doing a great job at it and seeing lives changed for eternity because of it. Man, that moment when he was talking about praying for more volunteers mm -hmm. and he clearly heard like, you already have them here. I was like, oh man, yeah. that is so good. And so I love that. I love that they're putting students in the places that um, normally are reserved for adults. I mean, like, like you and he both, both said, they kept I'm coming in, putting stuff like data entry into the computer and things like that. Um, but it's given ownership away. And I absolutely love, love, love the intentionality of putting more and more students in that influencer spot. Man, one of the other things that stood out to me uh, was the pyramid. Mm -hmm. Because I think it's so helpful, visually impactful. Uh, like you can see it in your mind, even though this is an audio medium, like you can see what he's talking about and that this is the flow that we have for people that we want them to come and see and we want them to come here and then so on and so forth. And man, it was really, really impactful for me to hear the intentionality of the process and that they have that as a filter sticky notes of the event on the wall visible it's got to match somewhere or we don't do it and so here's what i would say just in wrapping this one up podcast people uh matt he gave you his phone number right here on the podcast and the social media stuff and he really does 
uh, want to connect on those things. So if there's anything that he can do to help you, please reach out to him. We're always here to help as well. Thanks for listening to the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. We'll see you next time.